This podcast may contain mature themes and subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. That was like what I watch on TV. That was I know, that's what it was supposed to sound like. That was perfection. Welcome to Lousy Dates, your weekly podcast that shares stories of the very worst dates, sexual blunders, and social faux pas submitted by our listeners. Today, we'll take you on a journey through three truly bad dates and offer up advice to help you avoid dating disasters as these listeners experienced. We're your hosts, Sarah and Rachel, and regardless if you're a bad date or you've been looking for love in all the wrong places, we're glad you joined us for this week's Walk of Shame. All right, Sarah, what do we have up first? So first we have a uh, story from Melissa and Vaughn. Bada bing, bada poo. I met this guy at a friend's party. He and I had chatted a fair bit over dinner and he asked my friend for my number. It turns out he had crashed her birthday party and had decided to stay because he wanted to talk to me. It was pretty sweet. I met this guy at a friend's birthday party. He and I chatted a fair bit over dinner and he asked my friend for my number. It turns out he had crashed her birthday party and had decided to stay because he wanted to talk to me. It was very sweet. This is when pagers were still a thing. So we had a few actual phone conversations, how cute and old timey, and then decided to go out for dinner and a movie. Dinner was at an Italian American themed chain restaurant with a fake Statue of Liberty and views of New York subway city maps. We were having an okay time, pretty good conversation. After we placed our order with the server, he excused himself to go to the bathroom. He took forever. And I don't mean like, oh, he took like five to 10 minutes. He had to be gone at least 20 minutes because our food arrived before he came back. Before he came back, the idea that he was probably pooping made me chuckle. (laughs) But then it became one of those irrepressible laughing fits. You know, the kind where you can't breathe and everything triggers more laughter. I was determined to get it under control before he came back. I really didn't want to embarrass him. Then I started to panic. What if he had left? Then I started to laugh. If he had left, that would also have been kind of hilarious. He finally came back, and before I could say or do anything, I just started laughing uncontrollably. I could not stop. So here he is, awkwardly eating his lukewarm meal after returning from what could only have been an epic emptying of his soul into the porcelain. He obviously asked me that what was so funny, but I was laughing so hard I couldn't get it out. And was I really going to tell him that him taking a 20-minute shit in the middle of our dinner date was the cause? (laughs) I wasn't sure what I was going to tell him, but it went on like this for a godly amount of time. Finally, I composed myself and was able to finish the meal, but it was probably the most awkward date I have ever been on. Okay, so I love this on a few levels. First, um, everybody has had to poo uh, at an inconvenient time, and like... You know, it happens and nature calls and you really should answer it. But I also love that Melissa could not stop laughing, like not even long enough to tell him why she was laughing. So she probably looked like a complete psychopath. <laughs> right. And <laughs> yeah, you saw like, what is wrong with this girl? She just did. She I do may have just taken a 20 minute shit, but she's psychotic. <laughs> 
He's <laughs> like, was she uh, doing lines while I was in the bathroom? This seems right? backwards. So here's a question for you, Sarah. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have a strategy for pooping on a date? Like, is there some ritual that you have? Like for me, I'll just be real with you. If I'm like at the person's house, um, I would like run the water and like, you know, spray any sort of good smelling spray. And like, on, on, honestly, I would be trying to be as quick as possible. Um, and yeah, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good strategy. Um, I personally don't really have one, but only oh, because- you, you don't poop because you're a girl? Uh, no, no, I do poop, but I actually poop very quickly feel though uh bad that melissa was maybe even cheated out of a date that could have been really good because she was just too hung up on uh on his poop well but i wonder if he like offered any sort of explanation like oh i just came back from i don't know mexico and i'm really couldn't get off the job (laughs) i don't know i just feel like it warrants an explanation like hey i'm not a drug addict I was just <laughs> pooping and it took a really long time because, you know, I eat a lot of cheese. <laughs> well, hence the Italian I restaurant. Just, I just feel like if you take long enough that you ordered an entree and then you basically took so long that by the time you got back, your entree was lukewarm. Like, I want to know what the hell you were up to in there. And honestly, I'm willing to hear details about your poop at that point. I think I deserve it. I put in the time. Right? Well, I think I think if if he had just said, sorry about that, had to take a poop, or if you don't want to say yeah, take a poop, like, that's sorry. So, was- like, it's so like, hey, I'm just going to be real with you. I just had a huge dump. And hey, I'm really happy that my meal is here. Like, do you remember that scene from Pulp Fiction where she comes back from doing lines in the bathroom at Jackrabbit Slims? She's like, ooh, I love when you come back and your meal is waiting for you. I mean, I yes. feel like he could have said something from that movie even. And it would have been like, hey, that's pretty cool of you, dude. Like you admitted you pooped. And then you're like, hey, here's a quote from like a cult favorite. <laughs> right? Well, yeah. and and failing that, I think you could um, essentially just be like, hey, make an excuse. If you don't want to talk about poop, not everyone wants to talk about poop. I mean, no, if you fair. do, kudos to you. But if you don't, you know, hey, as I was heading back, um, there was an emergency phone call from my mother. Everything ended up being okay, but I just had to give her some reassurance. Don't give I her had details. To answer my, I had to answer my pager. Oh yeah, pager. This no was cell the time phone. of pagers. So like, oh, my mom paged me nine one one. Sorry, had to run to the payphone, find a quarter, had to go to a convenience store get that quarter, <laughs> then had to go to the nearest payphone, call my mom. Turns out I got her pager, so I paged her nine one one. You see where I'm going with this. It took a really long time to figure out what was going on with his mom, but hey, everything is okay. <laughs> yeah, so that sounds like a better story. Yeah, pooping. yeah. Actually, I really like that. I think that he should have definitely gotten with the pager story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rookie right. move. Yeah, rookie move. All right. What do we next- have up next, Rachel? So our uh, next one is from Brianna in Toronto. So Brianna writes, okay, so this date is up there on my ridiculous dates list, like high. I text him at like five to check if we're still on as this was a scheduled rendezvous from the previous Sunday. Then some family shit came up and he was like, sure, if the storm holds off. I was like, hey, red flag. I mean, are you allergic to rainwater? 
some sort of reverse vampire condition where he thrives in sunlight and withers without UV rays, a phobia of thunderstorms. No, so I reply, and if it doesn't, no clue. Do you want to come out if it's pissing rain? So I said, no, it sounds like you don't. And he says, no, no, he does, but he doesn't want to put me out. So I was kind of offended that he's trying to make it seem like a pity date or like some sort of favor to me if he deigns to join. F that ass. So he spent like 10 messages apologizing for that because, well, WTF. So I conceded and we met. And then we met in an Irish pub at 8.30 and we're meeting for drinks and he's like, hey, are you going to get anything to eat? I already ate because what self-respecting person hasn't eaten before an 8.30 rendezvous with a stranger? And he's like, oh, I just, I haven't eaten. So I told him he should eat, that I didn't mind. But then he starts complaining about how he can't eat if I'm not eating because apparently he's a waif now. Also, his profile said he was 6'2", but he was 6 feet, if that. So let's just be clear. So after going back and forth, I order a drink and he, he orders food and a drink. He orders beef tacos. And then he offers me some. And I'm like, hey, no thanks. I don't eat meat. Turns out he doesn't like to date vegetarians, even though it was very clearly on my profile that I'm veggie. Then he goes on this tirade about how he hates PETA and how vegetarians are all wrong and they're forcing their lifestyle on him. And it's stupid because of survival of the fittest and Darwinism and whatever else. And it's human nature to eat animals. So you're messing with human nature when you choose not to eat eat animals so i'm just sitting there quietly uh side note as a vegetarian for six fucking years i've yet to meet another vegetarian who has gone into their idealism spiel uh on first mentioning that they're veggie whereas meat eaters are so quick to defend themselves hey if you feel the need to defend yourself that's because you're feeling some sort of guilt that's your deal uh so this is all within the first 20 minutes I'm basically done my beer at this point because fuck, if I'm going to listen to this guy, I'm going to have some drinks. But the whole time he's like, I have no problem with people's lifestyle choices. You know, I'm very open-minded. No, you're not. You're harassing me for mine right now. Let me change the topic and start talking about how he hates all charities. And it all starts because of this PETA spiel he's on saying that they raised money for something. And then someone bombed some animal testing clinics. And I'm like, well, you know, everyone has a different set of ideals. And while you may not agree with them, a lot of people would argue that animal lives are of equal value. And yes, damage was done, but people give and support like other charities. Anyway, before the first hour is up, he's told me he hates veggies. He hates all charities. And then I was like, oh yeah. And by the way, I also worked at a charity. Um, so I think there's a lot of good that comes out of them, you know, having been on the inside. Abruptly, he shifts gears and takes this as a cue to start asking me questions about sex and sexuality um, and how he's super fucking kinky, which I guess he considers a lifestyle and which is why he thinks he's open-minded. So he's telling me about his experience in quote-unquote kink culture, which by the way is not a culture or way of life. It's just a thing you do in sex, which cool for you, but like don't talk about it like it's your nationality. We then somehow get into an argument because he's talking about his grandpa, who is an Italian, and he says, I hate immigrants. So I'm an immigrant. Uh, and he's just talking about his Italian grandpa and says that the immigrants were taking all of his jobs. 
Um, and then he starts talking nonsense about how Mussolini was part of the royal family. Anyway, I'm like, uh, no, I don't think that's true. And he's like, well, a real Italian who lived through it told me that. I'm like, well, the real history books that I read in my undergrad also told me that that's not true. So he just keeps insisting that Mussolini got to power because he was part of the royal family and he was a prince and like a lot of other stuff. And I just sat there and I just got super annoyed because like you're arguing something that is like not true and you're arguing someone who spent pretty much four years living and breathing 20th century history uh, with a focus on World War II history. And I'm just like, you're not going to win. This is kind of my thing, bro. Anyway, so we're halfway through the date now, thank God. And he's talking about kink and telling me about this girl he fucks regularly and how she's polyamorous. And he's considering exploring that kind of relationship. And I'm like, hey, that's nice, but not for me. Good for you. But like, also, why are you telling me this? It's a first date. So he goes on about drugs and sex and sex on drugs and then proceeds to ask me if I've ever pinned anyone. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. And I guess it's when you use a strap on with someone who is a guy. Um, <laughs> no, I haven't done that. I'd let him know. And then he's like, hey, also, I like wearing women's underwear. Um, and he also likes ladies in latex and leather and talks about this latex bed thing that's like being vacuum packed in latex. And how he really enjoyed it. And he's like, stops and asks, hey, am I freaking you out? I'm like, no, it's just different. And frankly, on a first date, it's just a lot of information. Um, so anyway, we're heading out and he lives north of the city and I live downtown. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to walk to college and take the streetcar and we're going in different directions. So Thanks so much for everything. And he's like, oh, I'll walk you to the streetcar. So he walks me and continues talking about how he likes getting it in the butt. And would I do that? Thank God we get to the streetcar stop. But then I check the app and it's still 15 minutes before the next one. So I'm like, yeah, it's 15 minutes. I'm just going to walk for a bit. I know you get up early, so you should get home. He leans in for a hug and a kiss and I turn my head and kind of squirm a bit and he plants a really wet kiss on my cheek like one of those wipe them off kinds and I start fucking walking and by fucking walking I mean speed walking the fuck away legit two seconds later I get a text message we didn't talk about blowjobs I walked from church and college to Spadina and college in like less than 10 minutes that's how fast I was walking I needed to walk that shit off wow yeah that's there was a lot of information in the state. You know, I really want to break this down, but before we get into it, I just want to say the fact that this isn't actually the worst state, this is just one of the top. I would love if they could submit some more stories because damn. Yeah, it's, um, you know, where do we start? There's I'm going to so start with the vegetarianism. Yeah. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with not eating meat. And no. No, it's, I think- it's- just fine if that's how you live I mean you know yeah and if someone's gonna if you're on a date and you're eating and you're eating some meat and so it's like oh no thanks I'm veggie I'm good then I'm like yeah that's it you just be like oh cool and maybe that's ask it. them about it like hey yeah. so when did you become a veggie that's really in- you know interesting <laughs> he's like first of all you little bitch I'm gonna tell you about meat <laughs> <laughs> well and you know I have to say I do agree 
um, with Brianna that people are often quite defensive about their meat eating. I mean, there's been various times in my life where like I will cut out meat or animal products for a time. And then like, you know, people who are not, you know, down with being veggie will get really defensive and just be kind of like, why? Like as if I'm insulting their lifestyle choice. And I'm like, no, you keep doing you and I'm going to do me and it's fine. Um, so like, I do understand what she's saying. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I also have gone through phases. And honestly, now that when my partner's not home, I literally barely eat any meat for the two weeks that he's gone. Um, oh, do you want a fucking medal, Sarah? I actually was hoping that I would, you, you were going to oh, make me a, a vegan righteous veggie. <laughs> but no, that's um, a thing, you know, people are like, oh my God, it's, you could never live without it. I'm like, it's yeah. quite easy. How do you get your protein? Uh, literally in all sorts of leafy greens and <laughs> soy products and almond products. Like, I don't know. Um, anyway, I suck on the souls of meat eaters. Yeah, exactly. There's that very high in protein. Um, but also, I mean, I don't think this guy is someone who really reads profiles because she did say that it was in her profile and that just based on like the nature and the flow of their conversation throughout the night I don't think he gives a shit who is you know across the table from him I think he's just looking to fuck well and not only that like let's let's dive into the next (sighs) he hates all charities garbage speaking of humans I hate I hate (laughs) immigrants but but I do love a strap on up the butt yeah well I just thought it was interesting that he's like I hate immigrants but then was saying that his grandpa grandpa. from Italia er, from Italia wow right and also I mean the whole thing about like arguing with Mussolini being royalty it's kind of besides the point like I don't think anyone other than making the trains run on time was like hey you know what historical figure I admire the Nazi sympathizer Mussolini yes it's true thank you uh i just the sex the sex stuff in general like hey you know what different strokes for different stroke folks if you want to take a strap on if you want to use or receive a strap on if you want to have oh, group sex yeah, and no orgies, no shame about any of the things he was into no. yeah like i'm honestly like none of that i was like I wasn't like, oh my God, I can't believe he likes that. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Whatever you like, man. If you want to be zipped up in some latex and put on your goggles and have someone poop on you, then fine. I mean, we'll hook you up with the guy from the first day. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was just too much too soon. And also like, if that's the only thing that's interesting about you, you need more hobbies. It's true. Yeah. And, and I just feel like there are people who like, they're not well-rounded. And I, I definitely got the feeling that this person was not a well-rounded individual and they probably spend a lot of time in front of their computer screen. Uh, this reminds me of uh, when Abby washes her, the guy she hooks up with his strap on. In yes, the- Broad City. When Broad she puts City. the, what is it? The Chinzo, is that what it's called? Anyway, it's I don't like remember. really, really custom uh customized yeah and see I didn't know it was pinning maybe there's two terms I thought it was pegging but like yeah she puts it in the dishwasher and it gets all melty and (laughs) not custom and then she gets a cheap replacement and that's where the relationship ends (laughs) so maybe that's what he's had experienced so he's trying to avoid future disappointment yeah he's like listen this is really important to me and I need to know on a first date which is fair if it is really high on your list like I need someone who's willing to peg me and I'm not gonna waste time on two or three dates to find out I need to 
I need to lead with this. But okay. Thank God he didn't have a suitcase because you know it would have just been oh, filled with leather outfits and latex. Be, oh yeah, this this would be a, a fun and also maybe scary suitcase depending on your preferences. <laughs> Pulls out a glove. It's just all dildos. <laughs> it's a dildo glove. <laughs> oh my God. Do those exist? Um, I don't want to know. I'm not Googling that right now. Uh, you can pretty much find anything like that or anything uh, like that ever exists. On, it's on, on Wish. Etsy. <laughs> on Etsy. Handmade. Oh. <laughs> oh. Welcome to the dildo barn. Uh, my favorite is that he, you know, after, as soon as they were had departed, was like, fuck, we oh, didn't talk about blowjobs. Yeah. Oh, missed opportunity. Covered the pegging, covered the latex, covered the orgies, forgot the blowjobs. Idiot. But I think it's funny, like, as if, like, blowjobs were a very specific thing. Like, you covered a lot of ground, my boy. I'm pretty sure she knows you like BJs. Like. <laughs> That's the thing. What maybe, you want to talk about? He actually doesn't like BJ's. Oh, I was going to say, maybe that's what he was going to tell her. He's like, actually, I would prefer to be zipped into a latex sleeping bag, but please do not ever think about giving me a blowjob. Are you really into blowjobs? Because I am not. <laughs> please never do that to me. Trauma. Please. <laughs> so now we're headed down the road to nowhere with Summer from Durham Region. A few years back, I worked at a local independent restaurant that was popular in my city. It was a busy family-style restaurant. The staff was a mix of longtime employees and younger staff. After a long shift, it was pretty typical that we would all hang out afterwards. We were a tight crew. One day, while working with another staff member, they asked if I wanted to hang out after close. He suggested we go for a drive. I didn't have anything going on, and we didn't close very late, so I agreed to go <laughs> on an evening excursion. After our shift, we got changed, and off we went. About five minutes later, Brian pulled into an empty church parking lot and he stopped and killed the engine. I was a little confused and asked what was up. He turned to me and asked what I wanted to do. Again, I was a little confused and I replied, I thought we were going to go for a drive. Without skipping a beat, he looked me dead in the eye and said he wanted to fuck. Whoa. Well, this evening took a tour, took a bumpy road. I wasn't sure how this guy figured going for a drive meant... I wanted to have sex in this beat-up Honda. I politely declined, telling him that I was not interested and would not have agreed to go for a drive had I realized it was code for a quickie with someone I only had platonic feelings for. After a brief conversation, he did take me on a drive straight to my house. We still worked together and things weren't weird, but we didn't hang out one-on-one -on -one after that. Brian, I mean, swinging a miss there, uh, big miss. Big miss. He's um, like, hey, you want to go for a drive on this day? Hey, can we talk about this, though? I mean, I think that the lesson here um, is maybe that this girl, uh, Summer, needed to be more familiar with, um, I can't think of the word for it, but like innuendo, like things that, you know, you people say one thing, but mean another, because um, apparently Netflix and chill does not mean what I thought it meant. I literally thought it meant like, put your track pants on, watch some Netflix and chill. Um, and then my partner was like, nope, it means fucking. And I'm like, but how does that mean fucking? We Netflix and chill every night. He's like, no, we just Netflix. <laughs> there is no chill. There you know what? No 
I've been asked on many times to go for a drive and mm-hmm. never once. Uh, okay, well, maybe once, but it's never meant like, do you want to fuck in my back seat? See, and that's where I'm going to disagree with you. Pretty much every drive that I've ever been on ends with that. <laughs> I've never been like, hey, platonic friend, let's go for a drive. I've been like, hey, person I'm moderately interested in and who is humorous enough that I may consider taking my clothes off with. Go for a drive. We're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. I've went on many drives. If I go back in time, and this is where I'm going to insert the go back in time uh, sound, then um, I think that you're right. Like I did actually spend a lot of time driving around. I was like, in my late teens because yeah everyone mm-hmm. lived at home and the only privacy you got was in your car mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i just have to say if i could turn back time i just <laughs> i felt it so hard it was like i can't interrupt i yeah. can't talk over her um okay so sarah what are the takeaways from this episode so let's go back uh to our first one and that was you know time if i could turn back time i wouldn't have taken a poo (laughs) oh yeah okay so bada bing bada poo Mm -hmm. um okay so for me i believe the takeaway here is address an awkward situation head on so if you take a 20 minute shit (laughs) just come back and be like hey sorry i just took a 20 minute shit yeah, I'm going to go with honesty is the best policy. Uh, awkwardly pretending it didn't happen is just going to make some people lose their mind with uncontrollable laughter. And then yeah. no one's having fun. All right. So, yeah. Um, next takeaway oh. from this really ridiculously lousy date from Brianna. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say my takeaway from this is if a date's going really bad, don't wait for it to end. You end it. Don't, don't subject yourself and just life's too short yeah just Just call it get up go yeah have you ever had anyone call it on you uh no I'm a lovely date and Mm. very polite yeah I have had someone call it on me really was it the time you wore sweatpants no no surprisingly (laughs) but um it was uh during a time in my life where I was not that great of a date and essentially after like one beverage they were like hey it was really great to meet you but I got a jet and then they literally paid their half the bill and they were like see ya and I was like wow that person must be very busy and it only dawned on me like probably way too late later that like they were not having fun with me (laughs) I was a bad date that night and uh they just were like hey you know what I'm good (laughs) and honestly I look back now and I respect it because Good for them. Well done. Yeah, I like that. Life's too short for bad dates, Um, but not too short to share your bad dates with us. Shameless plug. Um, Also, my my thing here is if if you truly do believe you're an open-minded person, um, maybe don't hate on everything the person says and does. Just actually be open-minded and ask them about themselves. Find out more about their vegetarianism or maybe where they worked 
Yeah, I think that's a great takeaway. Mm-hmm. All right. Maybe ask them, may ask them one question about mm-hmm. themselves before Ooh. you talk about your uh, your explicit sex life. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, it sounds like he had a very interesting sex life, but um, yeah, it does I don't know if he could like write in. It was super mm-hmm. vanilla, I'm sure. <laughs> it's this exact story, but from his view. Yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, we didn't even talk about BJ's. <laughs> Um, so our last story, uh, you know, the road to nowhere from summer. What's your takeaway from that, Rachel? Um, my takeaway is, again, you know what? This whole thing, like, I think the theme is honesty is the best policy. Mm-hmm. Because I think that Brian should have just been, like, straight up and, like, hey, Summer, I would like to have relations with you in a private place that is perhaps my car. Rather than be, like hey, let's chill and have her misinterpret the intention. Because I think mm-hmm. it would have gotten, a, it would have been way less awkward if he was just straight up. And she was like, oh, actually, I'm not down for that. Um, so let's just avoid that whole awkward scenario. Mm-hmm. And extra you- gas of money in this economy. <laughs> We're going to go I back to the honesty is the best policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't, don't beat around the bush. Uh, and try to lure someone under false pretenses of a, a nice evening st- drive. Yeah, actually, it's funny. When you said lure, I was like, what kind of vehicle was he driving? Was it a white van with tinted windows? No, it was a Honda. Classic. You know they had the... Uh... <laughs> and no yeah, the spoiler on the end. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, she's in Durham region. We've talked about this. Um <laughs> surprised he didn't take her to the lake oh I mean that was probably the next stop after the road to nowhere he was like I'm gonna finish this night off by stopping at my favorite drive through coffee shop getting a double double and uh just chilling at the lake we will not get out we will just stare out at the water just to recap as well the second story here um he also lied about his height again I mean that is a common theme we've we're only mm-hmm. three episodes in and guys gals don't lie about stuff that becomes like painfully obvious when you're in person honestly if someone tells me they're six foot two and then they're six foot I'm not really gonna notice the difference I'm like oh you're you're little, taller than me I find it a little awkward when I get out my tape measure <laughs> like dude dude <laughs> you are six one and three quarters how dare you so maybe maybe you start off that with the beginning of the day oh you said you were six two looks like you are six one and a half all right well you know what goodbye goodbye we're not starting this relationship on lies (laughs) exactly um and also i mean (laughs) ladies stop looking for the six foot two guy he doesn't exist (laughs) No, you go straight from six six foot or less. (laughs) They go straight from six foot to like seven. (laughs) Yeah, either (laughs) six foot or less or an NBA player. (laughs) Or you are on Basketball Wives. Yeah, there is is nothing in between. All right, let's wrap this shit up, Sarah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Lousy Dates. Do you want in on the fun? You can share your bad date stories with us by visiting our website, www.lousydatespodcast.com or emailing us at lousydates at gmail.com Make sure you tell your friends about us or send it to a love interest you no longer think has potential to give them a subtle hint. 
You may also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Lousy Dates Podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next Saturday morning for your weekly dose of dating woes. Later, daters. In my toes and in my shoulders, I've been shaking like I'm colder than my head. In my eyes, feels like I'm never getting up. In my heart, on my sleeve, got the fire to set me free. I'm going short this time night and night. Oh, hello there. Are you tired of having a not-so-custom pegging experience? <laughs> are you sick of gloves that are only there for warmth and not for pleasure? <laughs> Not one.